Plus, CBS News. Are you a true crime superfan? Join award-winning 48 Hours correspondent Aaron Moriarty on the My Life of Crime podcast. Name the 2021 Digiday Best Podcast. Each episode pulls you straight into the investigations, including a New York City after party gone horribly wrong, a cold-blooded teen killer looking for a retrial, and more. Season 3 coming this fall. Follow My Life of Crime on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The pandemic's reminded us we live in a sea of airborne germs that can assault us with every breath. Your nose is the body's first line of defense by helping filter out allergens, bacteria, and viruses before they reach your lungs. So how do you clean your nose? Navage uses powered suction to flush out mucus and germs that cause congestion or worse, can make you sick. Over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Are you struggling to pay out-of-pocket Medicare costs? Your deductibles, co-payments, and prescription medication can really add up. Buckeye Hills Regional Council can help you navigate confusing sign-ups and help you save money. Medicare savings programs such as extra help or low-income subsidy are available. Call 1-800-331-2644 for free over-the-phone assistance with enrollment. No waiting, no travel, just one phone call. That's 1-800-331-2644. Have you heard of Project RISE? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project RISE. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project RISE will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial services. It's the 2021 Athens County Fair located at 286 West Union Street. Gates are open at 8 a.m. and admission is $10 per person, which includes all the rides and entertainment like the Big O Amusement Rides from 1 p.m. to 11 p.m., the Saving Electrical Power at Home and on the Farm Show at the AGNR Building at 9 a.m., and the Great Pumpkin and Squash Contest. The Tough Track at the Grandstand starts at 7 p.m., and it's Veterans Day today, so free admission with ID. Visit your favorite Power 105 personalities near the Junior Fair Building at the Athens County Fair. Watching the afternoon sun float by with your feet kicked up in the shade? It's a cool move. Doing it with an icy sweet McDonald's drink? It doesn't get any more refreshing than that. Treat yourself to any size Minute Maid pink lemonade, blue raspberry, or new strawberry watermelon slushie for $2. Or any size McCafe iced coffee for $1.79. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Hello, my name is Kevin Tidd. 
My wife, Carrie, and I are the owners of the pharmacy on Stimson Avenue. For over half a century, we have been feeding the Athens community and providing customer service that is above and beyond your expectations. It has been our lifelong dream to run our own health and wellness store, and we enjoy doing so every day, just like how we enjoy promoting our lifestyle on WATH and WXTQ Radio. Radio advertising has worked for us, especially in these trying times, and it can work for you and your business as well. Take it from us, Kevin and Carrie from the pharmacy. I'm Brandy. You may know me as a branch manager, but I'm also a volunteer and a band mom. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Brandy or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 cars, cars, FM. Cars. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. I-N-E-P-T. M-F-T. Track. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, your NF Tech football team played RSVP. That's right, Rock Slide Vermont Polytechnic. I'm interested in finding out what kind of game was it. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we went out there and played a fine ball game. All the Oysters played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense and a fine ball game on special teams. And, of course, RSVP, they give us a fine ball game. So what all the fans seen when everything was over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. We're anxiously awaiting the results of that game, Coach. Were you able to pick up that first win of the season? I do want to point out to all the fans that uh, the boys, all the fighting oysters, acquitted themselves well out on the football field. I want to say that I am real proud of the way they played out there and all their mamas and daddies and, and grandmamas and granddaddies can be real proud of the way they played out there. They acquitted themselves fine. It was a real fine ball game. But coach, I think you're evading the issue. Did you pick up that first win of the season? Well, I do want to point out to the fans that we are playing these ball games one at a time. We're not worried about what happened last week. We're just looking forward to the ball game this week because we know that the finest thing that these boys can do is succeed in the classroom. We're not worried about what happens out there on the football field as long as they uh, succeed in the classroom and make fine men out of themselves. We're not worried about playing football. We're interested in making some fine graduates and having them boys go out in the world and making some fine people out of themselves. Something tells me, Coach, you failed to pick up that first win of the season. Can't get nothing past you, can we? And I'll be back with Coach Turf in just a moment. This has been Art Turf. Brought to you by Oysters R Us. Get your seafood. Well, Coach Turf, I think we did finally establish the fact that the Oysters failed to pick up that first win of the season against RSVP last week, but uh, I don't think we got the score of the game. Well, you know, as fine as them boys played out there, you know, we played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense. It seemed like... Uh, it, that, that the ball game hadn't uh, gone too far and already it was halftime and I looked up at the scoreboard and it said 31 and zip and they was the 31 and we was the zip and, and when the ball game was all over finally said and done with well they was 57 and we was zip seemed like, uh, seemed like they found 57 different ways to score 
Coach, with a 57 to nothing deficit, your new offense, the T-bone offense, which you just instituted for this game, must not have performed too well. Well, not only that, we just put it in, and it didn't do uh, worth shucks out there. That T-bone formation went to the dogs. Your quarterback, uh, you also had a new quarterback in the game, young man named Berger, I believe. Well, that's right. You know, old Chuck Berger brought him up from the Texas squad just this week, took old third and 12th place. We thought we needed a change on offense, and they must have known old Chuck was coming because uh, they know that it was his first college ball game, his first college start, and they threw everything in the world at him. They was throwing red dogs. They was throwing blitzes. They heaped it all on him, and they was too many times in that ball game where I looked up and saw Berger on the field with everything on it. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. What a glorious morning it is out there. Look at it. Sunshine at the present reasonable temperature, 73. No mention of rain. Yeah, boy. What's the downside? It's going to climb up to 89. Most of this week is like that. Hey, we got a free-for-all Monday. Lots of things to go over. Of course, it's fair week, Athens County Fair. What? How many years now, Scott? Do we know? Yeah, this is 170. 170. I, uh, f- folks, had the honor of serving. Um, uh, some of you may remember the name Shorty Meeks. Uh, he was a member of the Fair Board. And uh, he died. And I uh, was appointed to take his place. So I was a member of the Fair Board, I think, just a year or two. That would have been in the mid-80s. It was about the time that I was supposed to actually stand for an election uh, in which we bought WRAP over in Norfolk, Virginia. So I had to pull my name out of the election and um, because I knew I would be going over there to oversee the first year or two of its operation. So anyway. But uh, I, I enjoyed my time with the fair board, and I also, I, I think we've talked about this before, but I like mowing grass. My neighbors know it. Um, lots of other people know it because I've mowed different places. One of the things I did years and years and years ago was mow the fairgrounds, with the big industrial tractors they have. And um, I didn't do it for uh, for pay or anything like that. I just did it because 
it's nice to do something and see that you've accomplished something. You know what I mean? Yep. And the other thing is, while I'm mowing, I I think about all sorts of projects and and uh, things that are uh, that I have to deal with, and um, I I think I've solved a lot of riddles or problems or whatever you want to call it while mowing. So um, you know, I I don't know how it is for you, but that's that's how it is for me. Anyway. County Fair, the 100 and we just said 170th? Yep. Okay. Yeah, 170. And, of course, we're broadcasting uh, throughout the day down there. Um, and I think we're right next to the Junior Fair building. Yes, that's where it is. So um, most of you know where that is. I did drive over there. I guess it was Saturday and saw where our trailer is sitting and so on. Yeah, pretty close to the grandstand yeah. as you just go down over the hill uh, from the top of the fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. Right, uh, just past the, uh, what is the it, the fair board office? Their offices, yes. Yeah, right across the little street there. All right, well, uh, stop by and say hi to all the different folks that will be down there. From our organization. Yeah, we've got some uh, some dandy prizes to oh, give away, too. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so many things to talk about today. Um, I <sighs> Almost to a fault, I am a fan of the Olympics. I think they're fascinating. I'm pretty much glued to them if I'm at home. Of course, uh, it's gone on now two weeks, and it wrapped up yesterday. We're talking about um, um, in Tokyo. Um... I think NBC did a terrific job. I think whoever gets the rights to do it each year does a wonderful job. I am a I am a fan of uh, all three of our major networks: NBC, CBS, ABC. For radio, I like CBS. Guess what? We are CBS. Um, <coughs> For television, it's a lot more equal. And, um, of course, ABC had this... Uh, they built their foundation on sports coverage years ago. Wide World of Sports and what were all those shows? But, uh, Scott, you ought to know that. They had so many different sporting programs. Oh, there's a bunch of them now. For ABC, I'm talking about, in the early days. Oh, yeah. That's where they uh, really cut their teeth. That was the main one there you just mentioned, Wide World of Sports. And um, anyway, they I thought NBC did a terrific job. 339 different events. And what I mean is 339 different 
Dare we say sports? Competitions. Whatever you want to call them. That's a bunch. That's a bunch. Now, you know, the U.S. can be very proud. Uh, we, we ended up with 339 events with 113 medals. How did they break down? We had 39 gold, 41 silver, and 33 bronze. Not too shabby, huh? Pretty good. China came in second. They, um, they came in with 88 medals. They had 38 gold, 32 silver, and 18 bronze. 88. The host country, Japan, came in third. They had a total of 58 medals. Let me see if I can understand this one thing here. Twenty-seven. Huh. I don't understand this one ranking. Anyway, Japan, the host nation, came in um, third in the total medal counts. Twenty-seven gold, fourteen silver, seventeen bronze. Great Britain came in fourth. ROC, that's Russia, right? Yeah, Russian Olympic Committee. Okay, they came in fifth. Australia, sixth. Netherlands, seventh. France, eighth. Germany, ninth. And Italy, tenth. Now, I don't want to leave anybody out, except I'd have to mention that there were... Let me get down here. Oh, that's not right. I was going to say there's 86 countries, but no, there's far more than that. Because in the rankings, there were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, who were ranked 86th. In other words, they had equal um, count of medals. You know what I mean? Yep. So I don't know how many countries there were. But what a great thing. Now, I am always fascinated by the opening ceremonies and the closing ceremonies. And I thought they were, again, once again, spectacular. Last night was something. What grabbed you the most, Scott? Um, well, maybe, maybe I'm giving you, maybe it isn't your cup of tea. I don't know. Oh yeah. I, I enjoy watching the Olympics. I enjoyed, uh, 
watching both women's basketball and men's basketball win gold medals again. And uh, two of the ladies that have played in four of the Olympics now, I believe it is. Uh, one is Sue Bird and one is Diana, uh, Diana Taurasi. Uh, they're both professional players. And the commentators were saying that it's probably going to be their last Olympics. That's a long time. You know, that's a 20-year span unless you catch it at the beginning of the first Olympics and at the end of the fourth Olympics, over the time period anyway, when they first start playing. Uh, but one of the girls that uh, that – of the two that they were interviewing at for the gold medal game uh, said this was going to be her last, and the commentators said they would both be their last. Well, when they finished the interview, one of the girls walked away, Diana Taurasi, and said, see you in Paris. Yeah, three three years away. Yeah, so they left that door. One of the girls left the door open um, to come back and play again, but they just dominated uh, through the Olympics tournament there and won the gold medal again. And uh, for the men to win the gold medal again, they had some close games. They were they were beaten by a couple teams before the Olympics started. Mm-hmm. And there was a question about, you know, are they going to be able to roll through the Olympics like they are expected to? I mean, anything less than a gold medal for these guys is not a success them but my goodness Kevin Durant put on a show in the gold medal game Uh, he plays professionally for the Brooklyn Nets and uh, those guys were just like little kids again when they won some of those guys had played before on Olympic teams but again they said you know it never gets old winning the Olympics and uh, Draymond Green who plays professionally for the Golden State Warriors You know, that guy has played through the last couple Olympics, I guess it is. And even when the the Zika virus was prominent in the, what, 2016 Olympics? Right. He was all in from day one. When they asked him to play, he said, yes, I don't care if that virus is around there in Mexico. But he's been all in and been a hustler. And he got some big rebounds and key defensive plays in the gold medal game, too. Let's let's talk a little bit about COVID um, as it pertains to the Olympics. Is there any country or event in which someone's actually said that they thought the winner that should have won uh, was unable to participate because of COVID. Um, I did not hear of any mention of of that. Okay, I that didn't it, either. I did not hear something that prevented somebody from participating mm-hmm. because of COVID. I know there were people that couldn't, and and some at the last minute were determined not to be not that it would not be a good idea. But whether they were a um, a highly likely winner. I, I, I haven't heard anyone speak of. That. Yeah, I haven't either. So well, that's good news. And you know, speaking of COVID, 
the reports coming out of Tokyo are saying that uh, the spread of COVID there in Japan was not due to the Olympics, and probably rightly so because I think they were having COVID issues way before mm. the Olympics because there were protests uh, in Tokyo there to uh, postpone or cancel the Olympics altogether because of the spread of COVID, not wanting outsiders to come in. And, of course, as we know now, there were no uh, fans being permitted to watch with the exception of, I guess, families or other teams. For instance, uh, the men's basketball team was there cheering on the women's basketball team. So they were permitted in, but outside fans were not permitted to uh, attend any of the events. Um, I thought the interesting, uh, and this is how it had to be this year, given all of that, I thought the way they had uh, different camera setups at homes of the athletes. Yeah. With their parents or big families or friends or whatever it might have been or all the above. Um, I kind of liked that. Yeah, that was pretty exciting to see them so excited but, um, but you today, know, you asked me about some other sports. I I kind of liked watching the the uh, horse jumping, the equestrian sports, mm-hmm. and also, uh, of course, swimming is always exciting. You know, the individual swimmers and the uh, team swimmers, the medleys, the sometime this week. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. The medleys this week. Yeah, the medleys. Um, the individuals, the uh, freestyles, the freestyles are always good for me. Well, they all are. I mean, the different types of uh, strokes that they have to perform. Uh, track and field's always interesting to me. Um, congratulations to the American uh, lady pole vaulter. I can't grasp her name right now, but uh, the United States won that in, in uh, pole vaulting. And uh, I think they finished a little bit down in the rankings in some of the relays. Uh, The shot putter that won the gold medal again this year. And I'll tell you what, he he held a sign up afterwards that said for his grandfather who just passed away Mm. a few months earlier, he held a sign up that said, Grandpa, we did it. Mm. And I think he might be from Nebraska, just a big old burly guy that launched that shot put uh, I think it was a world record or an Olympic record one but uh, that you know, that was neat to see shot, watching the shot putters I, I thought they should also judge the the noise they make after <laughs> they yeah. release, release the, the put oh wow there's some exertion there isn't there oh my like <laughs> times about a hundred. On well, that one there, but yeah, some, yeah, I I like watching those things. Some things came on. I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen this as an Olympic sport or mm-hmm, not. Mm-hmm. But that's that's why I thought maybe, and we can do it this week. Yeah, someone was pretty cool though. If we could get a complete list of the three hundred and thirty nine events. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, you found one. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah. let's not do it today. But yeah, we'll print it out and okay. we'll we'll do it. Um. Folks, it's August 9th, 2021, of course. Uh, Let's see. We've got all sorts of things about it. First of all, it's National Book Lovers Day. 
That's not my strength. National Veep Day, that's Vice President uh, of, I assume, of any corporation, of any business, of any whatever. National Veep Day. And only three things mentioned. National Rice Pudding Day. Okay, now. From the day I was born, I do not like rice pudding. The whole thought of it just turns me off. And it was one of my mom's specialties, so that was a disappointment. According to others, her her rice puddings were out of this world. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm... So kind of the same way. I can I like the pudding, but I I'm not a fan of the rice in it. I don't know why. Maybe it's the texture. There goes my phone. So with only three things to mention, I thought I'd bring in yesterday's list as well. So for August eighth, which was Sunday, we had a bunch of things. It was National Happiness Happens Day. That's very positive, right? Yeah. Sneak some zucchini into your neighbor's porch day. <laughs> Now, what's that mean? Sneak some, not from your neighbor's porch, but into your neighbor's porch day. I don't know. I suppose maybe a kind of um, random act of kindness. You know, if you've got some extra zucchini growing in your garden, sneak it over there and then they can come out and say, hmm, where did this come from? Some of the churches I've attended, they have, in the summertime, people will bring in yeah, fresh vegetables it, and lay them out front for but, but anyone to take. It? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, I can't help but think there's some mystery about zucchini that, like, it produces antelopes or something. <laughs> I'm gonna see what it says here. Okay. Um, While you're looking it up, National CBD Day. So, David Saltzman on our staff should be happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's National Dollar Day. It's Global Sleep Under the Stars Night. So yeah, this was all did. yesterday, right? Yeah, last night. Okay. National Spirit of 45 Day. Oh, of the year 45 Day. Well, what's that about? And then lastly, National Frozen Custard Day. Now, just no, I as I mentioned, that. I don't, I'm not fond of, what I say? I'm Rice pudding. Of, yeah. Custards aren't overwhelming for me either. Oh, you got to try the frozen, though. Have you Have you ever had the frozen is custard? It, is, is, isn't the same as ice creamy? Could be. You could say that. I yeah. might get away with that. Yeah. Okay, so back to the one you were looking up. All right. It's that time of year when keen gardeners have way too much zucchini on their hands. Maybe that's why they're trying to get rid of it. Okay. And so August 8th is National Sneak Some Zucchini on Your Neighbor Neighbor's Porch Day. Okay. Those tasty zucchini plants are so rich in produce that even the most hardcore zucchini muncher will struggle to eat it all. Okay, I With get that it. Admi- yeah, this cheeky day is your chance to sneak up on your neighbor's garden path and leave a little surprise for them when they open the door. Put it under the cushion of his chair. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, how about National Spirit of 45 Day? And that, uh, the way they've got a apostrophe there, I, I think they mean the year 45. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Let's see what we can find here. It is observed on the second week of August, uh, coinciding, oh, yes, with the anniversary of August 14th, 1945. I think this is the day that the one of the atomic bombs was oh, dropped. Oh, okay, now I got it. Yeah, that the war was well, that, over. That brings us to our next list. Um, August 9th, 1945, three days after the atomic bombing of Hiroshima, or Hiroshima if you prefer, a USB-29 superfortress codenamed Boxcar dropped a nuclear device, which was named Batman, over Nagasaki, killing an estimated 74,000 people. The other bomb was named Little Boy, I'm pretty sure. Batman and Little Boy. Um... See here. Let's play with that number for a minute. So, seventy-four thousand people died, nearly like that. Now, in COVID, okay. In COVID, seventy-four thousand. Okay, well, uh, in COVID, I was just trying to see how that matched against our different categories, world, U.S., Ohio, and so on. In Ohio, we have had 20,556 deaths as of yesterday, which is a third. a little more than a third of what happened nearly instantly in Nagasaki. Well, okay. Let that one go. Um, let's see. Other things on this date. Ah, first patent for an electrically powered washing machine. Think of that. 1910. 1934, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed a, an executive order nationalizing silver. 1936, Jesse Owens won his fourth gold medal at the Berlin Olympics as the United States took first place in the 400-meter relay. Now, Scott, this would be interesting. Probably hard to find. What was his time? And uh, it'd be interesting to compare his time in 1936 to the same event this year and what the winners got. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, 
it's probably too hard to do, but be interesting. All right, going on. His best time. Oh, you got it. In the 100 meter, let's see. Well, this is, um, he took first place in the 400 meter relay. Yeah, I'll go, I'm going to try to get all of them here. 60-yard dash was 6.1 seconds, 100-yard 9.4, 100-meter 10.3, 200-meters 20.7, Okay, so guy, something for which he won. Did he win all of those? Um, it doesn't say whether he did or not. Okay. So, let's see. He Good. won his fourth gold medal of the games in the 4 by 100 meter relay. His relay team set a new world record of 39.8 seconds. Okay, and that compares how to this game. Would we have any way of figuring that out? Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find that, too. Should I go on? Yeah. Okay. Well, well uh, which which event was it? Well, the one that's listed here. Let me find it again. Four hundred meter relay, nineteen thirty six. Okay. Berlin. <clears throat> Berlin. Okay, I got that one. So I'm going to go to the winning time of the four hundred meter relay. Oh, this is four by four hundred. Didn't give me four by one hundred. Yeah, go on. I'll I'll see if I can dig in here a little bit more. It, okay. It wasn't the four by four hundred. In the four hundred meter relay, that's what it says. So that'd be a four by one, right? Um. Well, it looks like here it's four by four hundred. When you got the four hundred meter relay, there's four of them that run four hundred meters. Okay. And so we've got two, just about three minutes for the winning time for the gold medal. 2.2 minutes, 55 seconds. So let's go back to Jesse Owens. 2.56, did you say? Yeah, approximately, yeah. Okay. Two minutes, 56 seconds. But um, now they're just saying four by 100 back in 36. Yeah, I don't know. But so maybe they let me change hand you that. that, and you, okay. you see if I'm reading it wrong or okay. something. Um, let's see. On this day in history, in the year 378, the Battle of Adrianople, right? The Gothic, the Goth army defeats Roman forces under Emperor Valens. I think it is. The year 378. In 1790, Robert Gray's Columbia, Redivia, Rediviva, anyway, returns to Boston after a three-year journey. This was the first American ship to circumnavigate the globe in 1790. In 1898, Rudolf Diesel of Germany obtains a patent 
And we've got the patent number here for his internal combustion engine, later known as the diesel engine. Our uh, ambulance out here has that. 1942, Mahatma Gandhi and 50 others arrested in Bombay after passing a quit India motion and campaign by the All India Congress. We already mentioned this next one. 1945, U.S. drops a second atomic bomb, Fat Man, on Nagasaki. 1965, Singapore separates from the Federation of Malaysia and gains its independence. 1974, Richard Nixon resigns as President of the United States. And Vice President uh, Gerald Ford swore, sworn in, or swears the oath of office to take his place on the, as the 38th U.S. President. Well, I remember that one pretty well. My mother was a die-hard Nixon fan. Almost to a fault. Um, oh, she was so disappointed with all that, all of that. Yeah, I bet. Did you know that uh, Gerald Ford is the only vice president and president to not be elected? By the people? Yes, I think I remember that. And if I'm not mistaken, he's the only one to have played college football. Could be. Michigan, right? Yep. I think he was a center. Oh. He was a lineman. Okay. Let's see here. What else do we have? Okay, let's do some famous birthdays. Boy, okay. this one guy looks awful. I mean, incidentally, I found the times here for you before we get to the, okay, do it. that awful-looking guy. <laughs> okay, the winning time, and it is the 4 by 100 meter relay. The winning time in 1936 was 39.8 seconds. Okay, the winning time in the Olympics was 37 Point eight seconds, so two, two seconds second difference. Yes, wow. that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Okay, so let me hold this up. <laughs> this we've got uh, four famous birthdays to mention. He looks like he's been through the rinse cycle a couple times. Only one of the four is still alive. Um, now. If I said Johann Bach, you would think I'm talking about Sebastian, right? Johann Sebastian Bach, yes. But this is Johann Michael Bach. He lived from 1648 to 1694. He was a German composer, Johann Michael Bach. Okay. And were they... He was the brother of Johann Christoph Bach, as well as a First cousin once removed and father-in-law of jo Johann Sebastian Bach. So they are related. Yeah. Okay, now this really weird-looking picture. Amadeo 
Avogadro. Uh, Avogadro lived in from 1776 to 1856. If I saw this guy, I would walk the other direction. <laughs> A-M-E-D-E-O, first name, last name, A-V-O-G-A-D-R-O. Lorenzo, in... yeah. Lorenzo Romano Amadeo Carlo Avogadro, Count of Quarenga, uh, Quaregna, and Cerreto was an Italian scientist, most noted for his contribution to molecular theory, now known as Avogadro's Law, which states that equal volumes of gases under the same conditions of temperature and pressure will contain equal numbers of molecules. <laughs> he lived to be 80. Okay, Whitney Houston. I've forgotten that she had passed. Mm. 1963 to 2012. Gone First too soon. Great singer. Oh my gosh, she has one of the most angelic sounding voices in a headset that ever has been laid down on tracks. Headset or no headset. Now, the, the, the single person here on this list today whose birthday uh, he's actually experiencing because he's alive, Deion Sanders. Prime time. He's 54. Thank you. That's what they call Deion Sanders is prime time. That's what he nicknamed himself because he was uh, always ready for prime time TV. And he made big play after big play. He also played professional baseball. He played primarily for the Dallas Cowboys. But he also played for the Atlanta Braves. And later on for the Cincinnati Reds. All right. Famous deaths. Only two to mention. One is Dmitry Shostakovich. Born in 1906. Died in 1975. Um... That's another very familiar name, but why? He was a Soviet composer. Music. Music, yes, and also a pianist or pianist, however you prefer, regarded as one of the major composers of the 20th century with a unique harmonic language and historic importance due to his years of work under Joseph Stalin. One more to go. Very attractive, Sharon Tate. Born in 1943, died in 1969. Not, not a long life at all. Yeah, of course, you re may remember her as Sharon Marie Tate Polanski. She was uh, married to, I believe, Roman Polanski, American actress. Uh, she played small TV roles before appearing in films and was regularly featured in fashion magazines as a model and cover girl, and she was uh, one of the victims of the murders by the Charles Manson family. Oh, that's right. I that's think, right. think she may have been expecting at the time as well, too. As okay. well. So uh, she was, yeah, one of the victims of the Manson family that had descended on where they were living in the quarters there and 
left all the messages scribbled on the walls mm. after they were committed and then okay. went back to the compound. The um, a report came out this morning that caught my attention a little bit. Not that I'm... Never mind. It's entitled 2021's Best and Worst States to Have a Baby. Uh, as we all know, having a baby is both a joyful as well as stressful occasion. But the stress side is more amplified in 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic. Pregnant women might have an increased risk of severe illness or birth complications due to, the, due to the coronavirus, that according to the CDC. Luckily, it is safe for pregnant women to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Aside from the difficulty of giving birth during a public health crisis, new mothers will also have to worry about the cost. One of the biggest expenses to keep in mind is medical bills. The average conventional delivery of in the U.S. costs now around $4,500 with insurance, and without insurance, it could cost over 10. 10 grand. 10 grand. Uh, let's see here. Going on, birthing costs, however, won't hit your wallet as badly in some states as they will in others. Expenses can vary significantly. They can also differ from one pregnancy to another, given that some women experience delivery complications. But there's more to think about than just cost. Some states provide better quality health care service and better environments in which to care for children. So, best states to have a baby. Let's just get into it. Um, okay, so they've got cost is one factor. Health care is another Uh, baby friendliness and family friendliness. Okay, let's take Ohio. We often show up in the middle of the pack, and we have again, we're 31st. Um, we are third in cost. Does third mean the least or third mean the most? What do you think? Uh, no idea. Vermont. Let's see. Massachusetts. Cost. New Hampshire's fourth. Well, I don't know. Well, anyway, let's go on. Um, so back to Ohio. Um, so we were kind of in the middle when you look at everything. But we are third for cost. We are 26th for health care. We're 37th for friend, baby friendliness. And 30th for family friendliness. 
Interesting. Let's see who's the worst. Where's my page? Okay, Mississippi. I like Mississippi. Anyway, they're listed as uh, 51st, which would be the last. Their total score is 28.11. They're ranked 16th for cost, 50th for health care, 50th for baby friendliness, and 49th for family friendliness. That, that's not a very good report for them. No. Could be better. Um, you want to do the first, or we want to? We only got three minutes. You want to do the first rank state? Yeah. Okay. Massachusetts. They're ranked 35th for cost, second for health care, third for baby friendliness, and number one for family friendliness. Speaks pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. Sure does. If we had more time, we could go into more of this. Um, folks, um, let's see. We've got... Um, um, Dr. Dr. Betty Young is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. President of Hawking uh, College. So we'll look forward to doing that. Um we may have another guest this week, but we'll tear into some of these topics in greater detail as the week gets going. Um, but once again, please remember, it is fair week. You know, I've been to a lot of county fairs, frankly, in a lot of parts of the nation. Each one has a very personal nature. The personality of our county shows. You see so many faces you know. There's uh, all sorts of different types of food to experiment with and events to watch. I love watching the livestock stuff and the kids that have put in so many hours of preparation, uh, days and hours um, getting their animals ready for this exhibit in judging. Um, there's things for adults. You know, the, what they, they have the, what do you call it, the Christ thing. Demolition derby. Yeah, demolition derby. You've got tractor pulls, horse pulls. Tra- truck pulls, all that stuff. I used to have to hook up that heavy duty machine to the pull pull device and i tell you it was a little nervous because you know they wanted to punch the gun oh yeah and you didn't want to get your fingers caught in anything definitely not um that was when i was on the fair board folks fair board this week okay in our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. 
I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The U.N. calls it a code red for humanity. That's the takeaway of the United Nations' biggest ever report on climate change. Correspondent Vicki Barker is at the foreign desk. Sea level rise is irreversible. Temperature rises may still be containable. And the last chance to do that could come at this fall's COP26 climate conference in Glasgow, Scotland. British climate chief Alok Sharma will be hosting. I'm encouraging every nation to step up action on coal, on cars, on forests and methane. And ultimately to follow the facts. World leaders will be tasked with showing what they will do to keep us from climate catastrophe. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Unprecedented heat and drought have combined to make a western wildfire the largest ever in the state of California. CBS's Jim Crusula. The Dixie Fire burning through scenic forest lands in the Sierra Nevada mountains is less than 25 percent contained. The impact of this fire is pretty tremendous, pretty tragic. Ferocious winds helped the fire explode in size last week. It's hard to drive away from your house and wonder if you're going to see it again. One of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's 11 accusers says she knows what groping and sexual harassment are when she experiences them. Brittany Camisso spoke exclusively to CBS This Morning and the Albany Times Union after Cuomo 